But it's funny because consultants, they market that they fix your problems yes. and that, you know, they, they have this whole value proposition, but then they don't practice it themselves internally at their organization. Yeah, consulting for us means something entirely different from the corporate meaning of consulting. You start losing integrity when you just say whatever to get a contract signed and then deal with the rest of the budget later. Like, And that- then end up giving that money too because they're promising something they can't deliver on. And when the customer is unhappy, it falls back on the PM and the team and then they ask for money back. And then that becomes another problem. Putting a band-aid on it isn't going to fix the problem. Yep. So having these one-on-one conversations these intimate relationships with the clients as well is what we're focused on it doesn't matter the amount of clients you have it matters the quality of work that you're producing welcome to connecting the dots i'm your host jessica carice and we have our guest nastasia brown and today we are going to be talking about redefining consulting culture so I have a background in consulting. Nastasia has a background in consulting. We're going to talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly. All right. Let's get into it. For sure. (laughs) (sighs) All right. So how did you even get into consulting? Like, how did you even find out about it? So for me, I never knew what consulting was to begin with. Um, I got into it pretty much around a year ago. And that was my first project management role. Before that, I was more process improvement. So stepping into project management, I immediately saw where there was dysfunction. And that's what kind of pivoted me to where we're at right now, right? So doing project management for a little under a year, recognizing that there was a lot of brokenness within the team culture, the corporate culture as well, and recognizing that I didn't want to be a part of that anymore. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. That's an interesting point that you say about, like, uh, you you go from process improvement, which was, like, an, you know, an internal role, mm-hmm. and then when you stepped foot into the consulting world, all you saw was dysfunction. But it's funny because consultants, they market that they fix your problems yes. and that, you know, they, they have this whole value proposition but then they don't practice it themselves internally at their organization. Mm-hmm. Um, so it sounds good on paper, but nine times out of ten, it's not executed the way it should be. No, yeah. no, no. And then for me, um, so I worked for a management consulting firm for a couple of years and then um, pivoted back and forth in between internal roles and process improvement as well. So I, I did a lot of work in like procurement supply chain. Mm-hmm. And then um, dabbling with consulting from like a data analytics uh, standpoint and then with project management standpoint. So it's like interesting with the, pro- with the with the consulting because it's like a whole you have a team for each part of the sales funnel. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's like a game of telephone where. The message gets broken. Each person it gets to. (laughs) Each person it gets to, it becomes more and more broken, right? So it's like, um, you know, I I always say this. It reminds me of like, you know, the Henry Ford factory model that they're trying to do with consulting. And I don't know why everyone thinks that this is. A one size fits all. And it's not. (laughs) It's not. It's not at Mm -hmm. all. 
but it's like you have all these like innovate uh like all these 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 people who are very smart like i've met very 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 smart people who work for consulting firms but it's like no one's taking the time to say hey let's change how we do things so that it makes more sense and so that there's less chaos and confusion Mm -hmm. you know yeah instead of like recognizing or even just sitting down with these people that are doing the work too they're always like the afterthought and be like okay well once the project kicks off these are the people we need no those people need to be a part of the conversation because they're the ones that are carrying out these tasks that have all these issues so for the tasks to be corrected the people doing the work need to be a part of the conversation from the very beginning mm-hmm. and then throughout the duration of the project mm-hmm. you know what i mean so consulting t- for us means something entirely different from the corporate meaning of consulting right mm-hmm. cuz we've been on both ends yes so yeah and then even on the receiving side of like an engagement um like <clears throat> during my time with cisco I was on the receiving end of a, of a McKinsey mm-hmm. engagement and it's like they weren't adapting to the Cisco culture. Mm. And so it's like they have all these fancy words and, you know, the jargon, mm-hmm. but it's like they don't take the time to adapt and really learn the culture and see what would be most effective to implement whatever strategy they're talking about. Mm-hmm. Like even all the presentations that they provided, was just all of their standard framework words. It was not relevant to Cisco. So in order to even try to adopt that, mm-hmm. um, people in Cisco are like, what does this mean? Mm-hmm. You know, because they, they, it's, it's two different, like, you know, each each company has their, the way that they speak. Right. You know? Yeah. And so like these consulting firms, they always say like, oh, we put the client first, oh, this and the third. But it's like, you're using your same standard framework that you use for the client down the street. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. It's, 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 I definitely see the need for change. And that was the reason why I started up Jay Carice and company. That's why, that's why I started up Jay Carice and company. Um, because I see the need for all that change. Right. And so, just reflecting back on my experiences mm-hmm. and hearing your experiences, right. it's like, okay, how can we truly be innovative mm-hmm. with how we work with our clients? You know, the one thing I, I've noticed so far is just physically being present yes. with the client mm-hmm. and sitting with them day to day, spending time. I think trying to do things remote is good for some parts of a project or some parts of an engagement, but not end to end. Mm -hmm. Absolutely not. Um, And I think that's how, I think that's how things used to be actually before COVID. It's like uh, everybody was on site. Mm -hmm. Everybody's on site. And so now we're trying to do, um, we're trying to do this hybrid way of working. And I think that's probably what's causing much more chaos in consulting, trying to do it remotely. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, because that human piece is missing. And I think that that's important, especially when you have like a huge corporation with these ridiculous budgets that (laughs) they think they can accomplish the sun, moon and stars with like 50 grand. And it's like a five million dollar project because the whole company needs an overhaul. Right. But because 
they want to go to the shareholders and say, well, this project is only going to cost us 20000 for this fiscal year when really and truly it's like a five-year span of constant improvements that need to be done. But the consulting piece of it is to let it be polished and presentable to say, yes, we can put a stamp of approval on it. Yeah. But then when the project managers come in, we come into a problematic situation with a team of developers that have no idea what the true expectation is because yeah. when the project plan is going to be done, it's impossible to fit all of the work that's within scope mm -hmm. of a project to do within such a short space of time. So that's yeah. something too that's missed a lot in, you know, the predominant consulting firms where they under, well, they overpromise what can actually be delivered within such a short space of time. Yeah. Yeah. They always say I have the slogan like um, over promise and over deliver. Mm -hmm. But y'all are not over delivering. Not, poss not possible. Because <laughs> then the work life balance is affected when we're over promising. Yeah. We're not considering that the team of developers are in different time zones because now, you know, we're talking about people that are remote and a lot of people that are remote moved. They've, you know, yes, they did moved move. overseas. So there are different factors among the team. And then as a project manager, we have to manage the people on the team. And if we're not able to even wrap our minds around what the work is that they're supposed to do, how can we expect them yeah, to deliver? It's true. It's true. It's true. I remember for one of my engagements, um, you would think it was a simple engagement, right? It was just migrating from Confluence to SharePoint, mm -hmm. right? And the way how they scoped this project, like they didn't even know how many Confluence spaces the client had to begin with. Mm -hmm. So you're saying this project's going to take, you know, four or five months, but you didn't factor in the amount of sites that they have to migrate mm -hmm. like we didn't like we didn't really know the true scope of the project until we got in there and we're like oh what is this mm -hmm. so it's like with the sales process i don't know everyone's just so eager to try to make money yeah. i mean i don't blame them but you start losing integrity when you just say whatever to get a contract signed and then deal with the rest of the budget later like and that. then end up giving that money too because they're promising something they can't deliver on and when the customer is unhappy it falls back on the pm and the team and then they ask for money back and then that becomes another problem so it's yeah. like a constant cycle of the dysfunction from the get-go yeah. through inception to execution to it's just crazy because like even where we were before, mm -hmm. you know, they would, you know, talking to the VP or whatever, he'd be like, you're the project manager. Now you're responsible for this project. What kind of pressure is that? Unrealistic. You mean, you mean I have to be responsible for, for the mess you started? Yeah. yeah. What do you mean I'm responsible for the project? No, you're sales guys. Your, your whole upstream team is responsible mm -hmm. for this project because you basically are handing me a fire to start with. Mm -hmm. Which is with our business model at J. Carey's, we recognize that that was a niche where it doesn't matter the amount of clients you have. It matters the quality of work that you're producing. Mm -hmm. And instead of saying, okay, well, we're going to fix one problem yeah. Instead of putting a Band-Aid on it, no, we're going to go to the root issue. Yes. Like, let's figure out exactly what your company offering is. 
and then we're going to go from there to attack each problem mm-hmm. instead of just putting a band-aid on this specific issue mm-hmm. you know what i mean mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. putting a band-aid on it isn't going to fix the problem yeah so having these one-on-one conversations these intimate relationships with the clients as well is what we're focused on yes. not so much the numbers but more so much the quality of work because when our clients do well we do well so yeah. it's it's you know it goes hand in hand yeah 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 exactly and like even you know doing some work for example like with my, with my husband's mm-hmm. music school right it's when you're inside of a business and you're just seeing everything end to end, like there's no way you can turn a blind eye and not say you recognize like, okay, there's, there's something going on Mm -hmm. here. It's like my responsibility as a consultant to say, Hey, we need to address this, but this is where it is in the, 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 um, layer of priority. right? Right. And then for us to address this, these are my initial thoughts. Um, and, you know, maybe even give the client something to chew on, something right. to, for them to look into as well. Right. Because mm-hmm. there there's this the the the. The cost or, or the. Idea of the budget. Right. So it's your responsibility to give like a whole end to end evaluation yep. of what you see. Our engagement will be focused on this right now. Right. But let's bookmark that for the next project. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So either you can take this up if you feel like you have the team members to do it and Mm -hmm. I can coach, right? Right. If you want to save on costs Mm -hmm. or we'll just, you know, air tag it for a future engagement. But it's, it's as a consultant, it's your responsibility to be honest about everything you see within an organization Mm -hmm. and come up with a structured plan or even a structured outline of this is what needs to be addressed. This is how I would address it. Um, Here are some other ways to address it. So that you can truly fix the organization end to end with your outside perspective. And be honest about the upfront costs, because that's a huge part that's missing, too, because they don't want it to sound too much to the client. They want to make sure the client, you know, signs off on the document to say, hey, this sounds good. This number is good because this is within our budget. Be honest. And it's 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 important to have those, you know, like that honesty with the client, because then they're going to be like, well, they're not going to, you know, under promise or over promise. And then two months down the line, they're going to come back with another amount and be like, well, this is what it's good. No, be upfront and honest from the beginning, yeah. because I think that's always the best way to go. And it builds trust in the relationship. That's a huge part. too. Yeah. You yeah. know, like building that trust within the customer relationship is yeah. super important because then. All the other issues, when they do come up, they're going to have that confidence to know, well, this is someone that's going to be honest with me. Yeah. Whether it's a good or a bad, you know, worst case scenario. Yeah. So consulting for us is definitely a holistic approach. Yeah. Instead of just being, again, numbers driven. Yeah. Like you should feel like you're part of the team Mm -hmm. as a consulting firm. Like you're you and your client, you should feel like you shouldn't even feel like this is this is a vendor or you know this is a client. You should feel like one team. Yeah. Because that's the way you'll have the most effective results. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think of it too as like going in a store and seeing like a piece of clothing on the floor and you just walk over it because you don't work there. No, you pick it up because mm-hmm. you see it needs to be done. Yeah. And I feel like 
the humanistic part of it is missing from today's consulting as well, which goes back to the whole relationship building and being genuine from that perspective as well. You know, like treating each other as human beings, because at the end of the day, we are, you know what I mean? The overall health of myself goes into the work that I do, whether they want to say, well, leave your home life at the door no, naturally, you're going to bring it into any professional setting yeah. that you're going to be in. Mm-hmm. So if there is no work-life balance, then that itself already sets the project up for failure. Yeah. You know, yeah. like it's unrealistic to say we're going to work from 8 to 8 p.m. For what? What are yeah. we doing? Yeah. Yeah. And most of that time, like most of that time, like working from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. or 9 to 9 or whatever hours. Half of it is because the project was set up wrong to begin with, right? Yeah. So, like, if you take out those, like, um, you know, ego-driving factors, like trying to just cut a deal just because you want to cut a deal and really taking a step back and be like, okay, let me be honest and let me do what's right, the project is much more likely to start off with success. Everyone is much more likely to use to, do, to have regular working hours. Mm-hmm. Um, and your consulting team isn't going to burn out and become miserable and everything, right? You hire consultants because of their brain Mm -hmm. and because of their, you know, specialty and what they're trying to deliver. But if you're working them to the ground with every single engagement, the value of your consultant is, is like, you shouldn't even be consulting, right? You need to make sure you're okay. Yeah. You need to make sure you're not burnt out. Mm -hmm. You need to make sure your brain is peak performance. So that you can deliver your best self. Exactly. Yep, I agree. So that's our experience with large consulting firms, right? Mm-hmm. And would you say J. Carice is more a boutique style? Yes, it's definitely more boutique style. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's funny because it's like you go back and forth between, you know, having large goals to become a larger consulting firm. But at the same time, it's like, how do you keep that secret sauce mm-hmm. of when you're smaller, right? right? Um, because like with the politics, I, I don't care about politics. Like if you don't like something, tell me, right? Don't be passive aggressive and whatever. But if you're not going to like something, you need to have concrete reasons, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know, it's a large corporate. There's just so much bureaucracy. I don't know. Maybe it's because everyone wants their share of allocation of budget or something, or whatever but those people always bring their personal lives into the building anyway yeah they do yeah they do yeah yeah or if they're friends with someone let's not get started that's a whole (laughs) other topic that's a whole other topic yeah because it's like you know where we were before like so much things could have been changed if they just opened up the decision-making circle to people to people who weren't friends Mm mm-hmm Right. Uh, People who are friends, you're in your bubble. Yeah. You're not going to want to listen to anybody who's not part of your bubble, you know, and so you're you're missing out on valuable things that could be very changing Mm -hmm. in a good way. And you find that those older companies, too, they don't even focus on training and development until it's too late. Yeah. Because a lot of people that we reported to, they didn't even have a PMP. No, And that was something I learned like after the fact, I'm like, wait, I thought they were mentors within the group. What do you mean they don't have their certification? Yeah. So yes, it's just a piece of paper, but it also ties to, you know, your overall like 
theoretical knowledge of what it is that you're trying to, to do, mm-hmm. you know, with a client. Mm-hmm. So not just experience, because then why would we need to go to school? You know what I mean? Like there's still traditional learning that needs to be done to cement that part of consulting. Yeah. Yeah. And that was something that was just being implemented like last year. And the company is how old? Like, yeah, it's pretty. super old. Yeah. It's one of the, you know, the big guys. So yeah. <laughs> for that to be something that's they're just doing, it says a lot yeah. about large consulting firms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's, it's funny because like maybe I don't know if there's a huge difference between the cultures of like tech consulting mm-hmm. firms and non-tech consulting. But it's like the way how they treat us, we were literally like a money bag, mm-hmm. right? Like you need to make sure you're billing all your time, yeah. all your time. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, okay, if I'm billing 40 hours a week on a client engagement, but you know, I'm working more than 40 hours, how am I going to have time to really truly have learning and development? Right. Um, they didn't, they like even the the learning that they did have outside of just you know PMP mm-hmm. like it it wasn't it was so surface level it was it wasn't practical and it wasn't something that could be applicable to any of the work that we was doing it yeah. was just more so take like take this off because it's something that's supposed to be done and something you could you know do on like your yearly review to say you've done this yeah. as training and development when really yeah. and truly it's not something you can apply as something you gain knowledge from. So yeah. it was like very, very surface level and not, you know, situational or real life experience that you could actually have with a client. Yeah. I think the, I think the, the different departments, I did notice different departments had different levels of emphasis of training. For example, mm-hmm. I, I noticed like the more dev tech, Mm -hmm. uh departments they made sure that their people got certifications and stuff like Mm -hmm. make sure you keep getting your certifications and things like that and i think that the company paid for it but like our department for project for project management um yeah there was there wasn't anything for us no there wasn't and that brings us to another part too where i think it's important to segment the pm um career because there's so many roles that can be you know taken on like you don't have to be a project manager on a project no you know you have like a customer success manager which in our experience that the csm wasn't who they were supposed to be (laughs) you know like they would throw us under the bus and that's not what consulting is supposed to be you're not supposed to like just agree with the client because the client is always right like no a hundred percent no you know it's funny like i i have one uh, client success manager who is also like a developer on the project as well really it's so much conflict of interest so then like the guy defaulted into like his developer mm. and then the relationship just turned so sour it got so weird like i don't know the, the client success manager role i i don't know and that's a huge part of consulting too. Like, 
who are the people that are going to be solving? Like, who are the people that are going to be a part of the solution for the client? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, are we integrating the correct people? Like, are we yeah. bringing in the correct sub subject matter experts? Yeah. Are these people really subject matter experts or are they in their roles because of who they know? You know what I That's mean? That's true. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Um. Yeah. It's <laughs> I'm just like thinking about just all the dysfunction behind it all. <laughs> like, why? Why does there have to be dysfunction? <laughs> like, because at the end of the day, everybody just wants to do a good job too, though. Mm -hmm. You know, like people yeah. want to enjoy their work. They mm -hmm. want to enjoy what they do. Yeah. You know, they want to enjoy where they work too. And it's like, why is that so hard to achieve? Yeah. <laughs> and then because you don't have anyone looking to in terms of, they don't know what they're doing either. So it's like yeah. you're looking for guidance from someone that's also misled, that's also, you know, not really knowledgeable of their own role. So they're not going to be able to motivate or train you to yeah. go to where you need to be either. So yeah. that's also a huge part. Like there are so many dysfunctions within current consulting and you know a lot of people want to go into pm and i'm like when i see yeah. that i'm like you don't even know what you're asking for yeah like, yes the compensation is great but if you're not someone that's going to genuinely enjoy dealing with people solving and what problems comes with dealing with people is personalities their own experiences their own nuances like everybody i i don't know why it's so hard to accomplish you know just providing a nice place to work um, cause at the end of the day, you know, people do want to progress in their careers. Mm -hmm. People want to feel like they're growing. People want to feel appreciated. Um, people want different opportunities to explore even different roles. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, we, we just touched the surface with the different roles that there's available in project management. And we were starting to talk about the different roles, just even with the consulting engagement. Mm -hmm. Um, so I think that's definitely something we can pick up on the next time. Yeah. Um, and we didn't even talk about, you know, diversity in consulting. <laughs> so that's another thing that we're going to we're going to pick up. But it's such a male centric field. It's like women are now just finding or footing in a space that's been male dominant for so long, mm -hmm. because even like the executive team where we were before. Yeah, it was like if there were 10 people on the team, nine of them were men. Yeah. It was maybe like one female maybe yeah. or two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think like for for my one of my larger engagements, there's probably maybe three to four females mm -hmm. in a group of like twenty six people. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. So that's definitely something we're gonna dive into and, and talk about the, the nitty gritty of that. Um, yeah. I have a lot of thoughts related to that. <laughs> so this was fun. Yeah. I had fun too, for yeah, sure. Yeah. And these conversations are important, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Especially for, you know, our generation now that they're so, uh, I want to say, strong-headed when it comes to being a part of a healthy corporate work culture. Mm -hmm. And again, everyone wants to get into tech because of the compensation that gets tied to it. But it's super important to educate, you yeah. know, and, and give the real. real life experiences yeah. because we've had real experiences and that's what we're going to share with you. Yeah. You know, and with Jay Carice, that's what we want to offer a holistic mm -hmm. approach to consulting. Right. Yep. And um, the one last thing that I wanted to add and it just slipped my mind because I got distracted by my dog. 
That's okay. We'll get dog lovers to watch all the time yeah, to right? see Dingo. Oh my gosh. <laughs> okay, so I hope you enjoyed this episode and we'll be digging into more stuff on the next one. Thank Bye. you. <laughs>